which I know he can do and that he will do in my life. Follow us now. Again, that's Acts chapter 2, and we're looking at verses 4 through 6, and then again at verses 12 through 18. And the word of the Lord says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at all this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. Verse 12, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said they are filled with new wine. But Peter standing with the 11 filled up his, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last day it shall be God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days will I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Lord, open our hearts and minds and be receptive to your word as it go forth. Do not allow us to leave it unchanged in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments from the thought, the seed of the spirit. The seed of the spirit. I want to talk a bit to you about that in the context of what we've been sharing all this month. We've been, we've been sharing all this month about seed time and harvest, and we've been talking about uh, us being seeds and how God is growing and how that's one of the implementations of God. He said that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And I want to talk to you in that, in that, about that in the context of the implementation, the advent and the falling down, the pouring down of the Holy Spirit. What we find here in this particular text is the disciples had waited and they had waited on, Jesus, waited on what Jesus had promised them, that the Holy Spirit was coming. That if they were to gather together, and last year we concentrated on it, and I still want to say it, it's important that we be in one place, in one spirit. We're not going to re-preach that message, but it's so important that we be in one place, or as the Bible says on one accord, that we be in one place and have one spirit. A lot of times we are lacking because simply we're not together in one place. And even though we're in one place, we don't all have the same spirit. I wish I had, I wish I had some help here there. Because sometimes we're, we're there, we're present, we're in the same physical location, but we don't have the same attitude and we're not present together. We're not on one accord. We're not, we're not working and praying for the same thing. And as a result, we lack some of the things of God because we fail to come together. But here in our text, our focus is not only on the advent of the Holy Spirit, but what that spirit means, what it means to us. And sometimes I feel that we have concentrated on the wrong things as it relates to the Holy Spirit. We, we focus on the wrong things in, in talking about the Holy Spirit. We talk about the speaking of tongues, 
and we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. But yet we're not treating each other the way we should treat our neighbor. I wish I had help here. Because it's nice to have the Holy Spirit. It's nice to have the power. It's, it's nice to have the, the speaking of tongues as it, as it is evidence to us of the advent of the Holy Spirit. But if you have the Holy Spirit, you, you can't have it and then not know how to treat your brother. I wish y'all would talk to me here. You can't say, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but I can't speak to you because I'm still mad about some things from, from several years ago. I wish somebody would talk to me this morning. You, you, you're, you're misrepresenting God's Spirit if you say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but the people don't even know whether they can talk to me. It depends on what day it is. That, 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 that is misrepresenting what the Holy Spirit itself is all about. Because Jesus told you, he said, there are two great commandments. He said, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, with all thy soul, with all thy spirit. And he said, a second is like it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. So whatever the Holy Spirit does for you, it helps to undergird and support what God already expects from you. The Holy Spirit should help you love your brother. I know I can't mean amens right there. The, the Holy Spirit, if, it, if it's powerful, then it ought to have enough power to cause you to be able to have relationships with your neighbor. If, it, if, it, if it's about power, then it ought to be strong enough to break through whatever generational curses you have over your life. Well, my mama was like that and my grandma was like, baby, I don't care. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than that. Well, well, pastor, you don't know what my circumstances are. If you knew what, I, what I've been through, then you know how I treat people. Baby, the Holy Spirit is more powerful than that. Don't give me excuses for you not acting like God expects you to act. Don't give me excuses about how you can't treat people the way you're supposed to treat people because the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any bond that's ever been on your life. Somebody say power. But when we talk about power, we can't talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and not understand the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the members of the Godhead. There's, there's, our, there's God, there's our Savior Jesus Christ, and then there is the Holy Spirit. And because it's a person, then that means you, it can feel a certain way. Uh, it's not just power. It's not just tongues. But the Bible says you can, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That means there are actions you can take that it begins to act like a person and it gets frustrated with you because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Come in here with me now. It, it gets grieved when you blame it for stuff that it didn't do. It, it gets grieved when it says you have the Holy Spirit, but you don't know how to treat your neighbor. It gets grieved when you say I have the power of the Holy Spirit, but you're talking about generational curses and how your mama and your grandma was and you can't be different. You're grieving the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will teach you it's not just unbridled power it will teach you it's not just the speaking of tongues the Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit, we already know, it's a translator. It's, a, it's an interpreter because we don't know how to pray like we ought to pray. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us, even in groanings that cannot be uttered, even when you don't know what to say. 
The spirit in its personhood, it's, it's able to interpret what you're saying and reveal to God what you're trying to say. Because sometimes, baby, you don't even have time to say it. I, I, I wish I had help with when, it. When the, when the car, the 18 wheel is headed in your direction, you don't have time for a long prayer. But if you just say Jesus, well, the Holy Spirit knows how to. I wish y'all were in here with me. I feel like I'm by myself. It will interpret what you what you're saying in that moment, even when you can't enunciate it. You can't elucidate your meaning. The Holy Spirit itself will take hold of that utterance. It'll take hold of that Jesus that you only had time to say. And it'll interpret to God what you mean. And it's saying, Lord, save me right now. Lord, deliver me right now. Lord, Lord heal me. Heal me right now. They might take you to the hospital and they got you intubated. They got a, they got a tube down your throat and they're, and they're trying to pour oxygen into your lungs and, and you can't even move your tongue. But if you say, mm, I can say, mm, and the Holy Spirit will interpret for me and it'll say, Lord, heal him right now. Lord, bring him out right now. Lord, restore him body. Somebody say right now, right now, right The Holy Spirit is not unbridled power, but the Holy Spirit is a person. That means when my, I wish you were here with me, when my hands can't do it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will empower somebody else's hands. I wish y'all, it'll empower somebody else's hands to do it. When when my hands can't do it, it'll empower somebody else to do it. That's when Paul, that's what reminds me when Paul came to Jesus or Jesus came to Paul. Jesus found Saul on the Damascus road and he he was blinding him and told him to go into the city. But then guess what? When he got into the city, he was blind and he couldn't do it for himself. So the Holy Spirit sent Ananias to go and minister to him. Now God could have done it himself, but he said, I'll send my Holy Spirit and it'll anoint somebody else's hand to do what I know I can do. But I'm letting you know I can use somebody else's. I wish you were in here. I can use somebody else's hands. So God said, I don't have to come down myself. He said, but I can send the Holy Spirit and I can use somebody else's hands. That's why the songwriter said, my my hands, Lord, my my eyes, my ears, they're they're available to you because sometimes I need the Holy Spirit to move me to do what God needs me to do. Somebody say, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. The Holy Spirit, it'll it'll use us. The Holy Spirit will empower us. The Holy Spirit will cause us to move into situations that you don't know about. I don't have to understand it all. But when the Holy Spirit tells me to do it, I wish you would talk to me right here. You don't know why you're cooking so much extra food. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit tells you to make a plate and to take it to sister so-and-so's house. But you don't know what she's going through at her house. She may have almost lost her mind last night. But your warm smile and your embrace and you're knocking on her door cast that demonic spirit out of her house and brought her back I wish you were here, brought her back from the brink and something in her spirit jived with your spirit and it said somebody loves me I'm not in this thing by myself 
I don't have to cry at night by myself and think that nobody loves me, but your hands have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to show somebody else that God loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, use me. Use me, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, use me. I can be the hands of God as the Holy Spirit moves through me. And then I want you to notice something because I'm about finished. Because when we got here and, and they were talking about being in one room and, and in one place, and then other people started to look at them. And they're like, something, something's wrong with them. Something is wrong. They're, they're speaking in other tongues. They're speaking in languages that they should not know. And then somebody said, oh, that's not amazing. That's just wine. <laughs> I want to let you know that something, there's always somebody in your life that tries to reduce your miracle to chance. Uh, you, just got, you just got lucky. Uh, it, it just happened to fall your way. It, it, it was just a matter of circumstances. It's just because you knew such and such and, and somebody else intervened on your behalf. There's always somebody in your life that's trying to reduce the power of God's miracle working on your life. But baby, don't fight with them. Don't argue with them. But in your spirit, say, I, I know it was nothing but God. Uh, I know it was nothing but the Lord. I, I know it was nothing but his Holy Spirit. That's why you should never take credit for the things that you do. Don't allow anybody to pour praise on the things that you do because there's nothing but the power of God that's working through you. And God said, if you keep giving, you, if I keep, if you keep giving me my credit, uh, some of my glory might get on you. I wish I would. Well, y'all would talk to me. If you keep giving me my credit, then, then some of my, my glory might get on you. Oh, somebody talk to me in here. Come, come here, brother. Come here right now. I, I need you real quick. Amen. I, get, bring, bring me here. Come on. Come on. I didn't want to call him by his nickname. <laughs> come on up here, brother. Brother Ken, bring me my water. Come on, brother. Come up here. I, I, want, I want to show y'all something. I like, I like demonstrations. I like, I like showing y'all something. Well, see, what happens is every now and then, when God, let's get in the middle over here, brother, because when God is pouring something on you, if they pour it on you, then it might get... He, he's pouring it on, on me, but, but are you feeling that, brother? It's, it's getting, he's pouring it on me, but, but, but it's getting, I wish y'all would help me here. It's getting on him. That's why I'm glad I see him in church. I can shout, I shout by myself on that one. Because if he's in the right place, if he's, if he's in the right place, Somebody say, I'm in the right place. <laughs> if he's in the right place. If he's in the right place. With the glory of the Lord. Thank you, brother. With the glory of the Lord. Falls in this place. Some of the glory. Some of the glory. Somebody say, fall on me, Lord. Fall on me, Lord. Fall on me, Lord. 
back to Jesus. Jesus asked the disciples. He said, who do men say? Who do men say that I am? And nobody that said, well, some say Elisha and some say Jeremiah. But Peter said, he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he didn't realize it, but he was giving Jesus his glory. But while he was getting Jesus his glory, some of the glory, some of the glory, somebody say some of the glory, some of the glory fell on Peter. And that doesn't mean you won't slip up. Because that was the same Peter that denied him three times. But then he went to the upper room. And when he went to the upper room, the glory came back. And I came to tell somebody, it seems like it's gone. But the glory's coming back. It seemed like it wouldn't ever reappear. But the glory. Somebody say the glory. The glory. The glory. The glory, the glory is coming back. So Peter had, he had a low moment at the cross. And while he denied Jesus three times, he would have thought that the glory was gone. But he didn't know that the glory could come back. So he goes up into the upper room and Jesus stirs up the glory that it already poured in Peter. So when it comes out of the upper room, the people say, y'all must be drunk. Y'all must have lost your mind. But Peter felt the glory stirred up on the inside. Peter said, it's like fire that shut up in my bones. I can't sit right here and let them talk about my Savior. So Peter felt the glory and Peter stood up and he said, no, no. He said, we're not drunk as ye suppose. He said, but this is that. And I came to tell somebody this is coming and this is that that was spoken of the prophet. In the last days, I'm going to pour out. I gave you a sprinkle, but I'm going to pour out. You just got a touch of it. But it's an I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He said, you're going to prophesy. He said, you're going to dream again. He said, you're going to dream again. Some of you thought, you said, I'm too old to dream. Some of you thought, my time's already passed. But I came to tell somebody this morning, dream again. Dream again. Point at your neighbor and say, dream again. Dream again. Dream again. Hope again. Pray again. Believe again. Praise again. The glory is coming up. The glory is coming up. Somebody say the glory is coming. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 H
saw something so you're still alive because you've seen something and he said what you've seen he said I got you alive I've kept you alive because I need you to testify about what you see oh I wish I had help here I need you to testify he said I preserved from myself a remnant uh, I preserved from myself a remnant of people who've seen some things. Some people who, who stood and, and saw healing happen inside the sanctuary. I preserve for me a remnant who saw people whose legs were uneven, the other leg grow. I wish I had help here. I, I preserve for me a remnant for those who saw people who were lame in their wheelchair, but they got up and they began to walk. I wish I had help here. They began to walk again. I preserve for myself a remnant of people who saw people put down their oxygen chains. Those people who threw away cigarettes and never felt the taste of it anymore. He said, I have preserved for myself a remnant. And he said, I preserved you for a purpose. He said, the reason I preserved you, he says, I need you to tell somebody. I need you to testify. Somebody say testify. I need you to testify. Oh, shout out of Why am I still here? God said, I need you to testify. I need you to tell somebody else what God did. Sometimes he may have done it for you, but I need you to tell somebody else what God did. I preserved you for a purpose, and my purpose for you is to testify of what you've already seen. You didn't hear about the power of the Holy Spirit. You saw it. Oh, I wish I had a few witnesses. I, I, I didn't hear about it. I, I didn't hear about it. Nobody told me it's not hearsay. It's not secondhand. But I saw it for myself. Saw it for myself. And because I saw it, nobody can convince me that God's not real. Nobody can convince me that the, there's not power in the Holy Spirit. Nobody can convince me that the prayers of the righteous don't avail much because I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it for myself. And I'm challenging you today. God saying, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Testify of my goodness. Testify of my power. Testify of my healing. Testify of my deliverance. I need you to tell somebody. I preserved you for a purpose. You're my remnant. And I need you to tell somebody what you've seen. Help them to know that I'm real. That Jesus is real. That the power of the Holy Spirit is real. And not only is it real, but it's working in me it's working in me. It's working. Oh, somebody say it with me. Say, it's working in me. It's working in me. It's working. It's working in me. I've seen it. You can't convince me of anything else because it's working 
in me. Hallelujah. Somebody put those hands together and give God some praise for his word. Hallelujah. For those of you who've been watching online, we praise God for you. And we pray that you begin to live and breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit every day of your life. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.